All right. Welcome, everybody. Episode 8 of the Xbox Live Party Podcast USA stream. This is myself, KY Bob, and with my friend Power Man 4K, as usual, coming to you from the the, the YouTube verse or the Facebook verse or whatever the metaverse it is. The metaverse. Oh, well, I the guess face, you can roll them all into I, one. I don't know. I can't keep up with all the verses. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh on screen i'm just streaming directly from my capture card couldn't really think of anything to put on for everybody so i am just gonna play games while i talk games and uh first and foremost pyroman 4k what you up to brother how you doing uh you know i'm i'm doing better man uh, i'm doing a lot better than last week um uh, I'm able to sit up, and uh, I actually, I actually did play some video games today. Um, I hadn't been able to touch a video game in like I think nine days. I think it was. Um, Say it ain't so. I know, man. It was, it was hard. Believe me. I, you know, it's very strange when you're, when you're out sick. You know, a lot of those times you just kind of imagine like, oh man, you know, this is the time. You know, like this is where you get it in. But, dude, I just, uh, you know, this coronavirus is no joke. And, um, it, it put me out. I really could only do, um, some light TV watching. Um, I was that sick, but, uh, I feel better today. Um, so I, I kind of knocked out, I finished up the Avengers campaign, uh, and I beat, I beat that game and I'm doing the, uh, little DLC that comes with it, you know, with the Kate Bishop and black Panther and all, and all that kind of stuff. Um, in my opinion, uh, an underrated game, dude. I, I think that game was underrated. In my opinion, I thought it was good. Uh, the final battle was cool. Um, you know, I think the characters are cool. Uh, you know, did it suffer from bad press? In my opinion, yeah. I mean, I tweeted about it, but um, you know, I think it's a solid game. I give it a seven and a half. You know. Um, yeah. Other than that, I picked back up the Division Two today. Uh, finish up the Warlords of New York expansion. Uh, so I'm going through that and uh, kind of cool because I really enjoyed the first division. So going back to New York, I think is pretty is pretty dope. Um, I was always a big fan of that like aesthetic, very Christmassy winter uh, New York time frame. Um, and I like the enemies in New York. Uh, I don't know why, but Washington DC didn't like hit me as hard as far as like the environment. Um, I guess there's just something about it, but I, I'm going back and checking it out and enjoying it. So, um, yeah, other than that, man, I've been I've been just trying to rest up and playing a couple of those games. What about you? Well, um, I've been playing a lot of Halo multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Getting, uh, I did the t- the ten days of Christmas and got all the skins and everything, and now they brought me back the Tensu um, event for all of the oriental looking armor pieces and stuff and i've been playing mm-hmm. that and completing those um i've been playing a lot of nba 2k 22 with uh, my good friend dealer gaming and okay. uh which is a little bit of a change for me i mean i played basketball in high school but i've yeah. never really been one for sports games and yeah, so me neither. i mean it's been a chill time playing with him and playing a basketball game. I'm still getting acclimated to really um, it's a lot different than a platformer or a first person shooter. 
where right. you're just trying. Yeah, I just. Wow. I mean, if you give me, if you toss me a basketball, I mean, I could play, but if you put me on screen, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, this feels foreign. So. I was the same way. Like my, my dad, my dad played college ball and I, I played basketball, uh, when I was younger too. It was one of, it was one of my, um, I mean, I really got into football once I got into like high school and that's pretty much all I exclusively played. But, um, I, I enjoyed playing basketball like casually. It was more of my, it was more of a fun, like, you know, everybody hit up for like three on threes and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't yeah. really played a 2K game in a long time. And my brother loves it. And I just never took the time, I guess, to learn all the mechanics behind it and um, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, it, maybe it might be worth jumping into. Who knows? You know. Yeah. Um, I'm a bigger in NFL fan than I am an NBA fan. I'm guilty. Um, so... I don't know. It's got me kind of thinking you know, maybe checking out because I've shoot, man. I haven't checked out a Madden game since like PlayStation two. Really? Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe checking the Madden game out here pretty soon and um, getting to play is my favorite, you know, my favorite NFL team with all the, you know, real players and stuff. But, well, I don't I, know. I'm, I think it's, I think next year's Madden I'm definitely buying because I think that, with uh, the passing of John Madden that I think they're going to do like something special for him. Um, whether it's like a cool cover or, or something like that. So I will probably be purchasing the, the next Madden for that. Um, just cause man, like, you know, John Madden to me growing up was like football. You know what I mean? Like you heard that man's voice on the TV and you know, football was on and you knew the coach, you know, when coach was talking, that you know the gospel was being preached man you know so <laughs> he had such a funny way of saying it too because he would be there and he would be announcing and he would be like it you know people that know football it would be like yeah we know what you're talking about but he was he always talked to people that like he talked to them like like they didn't know anything about football so he would start just explaining the most mundane rules and it's yeah. like oh my yeah. god here we he go he couldn't help he couldn't help but coach man you know what I mean? It was in his blood. It's who he was. You know. Yeah. Rest in peace to that guy, man. What a what a what a crazy you may have influential. A, you may have a good point about next year's Madden too, because I've heard a lot of um, not really negative things um, about Madden twenty two, but other than um, it's kind of like Madden twenty twenty version two or version three like maybe they've gotten into this whole cookie cutter kind of call of duty rut that they need to yeah. get out of yeah so maybe next year they may it may just get everything maybe you get a facelift uh mechanics lift and it'll really come back to form I'd yeah be, i'd be interested in seeing that it'd be not it'd be nice i mean i i, I the pessimist in me just thinks that they're gonna have like a you know, if you if you think about like a 2K, they did a Mamba edition, you know, because of the passing of Kobe Bryant and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. Uh, so I, I don't know, but um, that's right. <laughs> oh man, I need to get a soundboard. Everybody's playing with soundboards these days. <laughs> I know, man. Shout I've even got some of their. Yeah, and that's it. It's Fonzarelli's on RDX, man. I just yeah. <laughs> uh, after watching the show on our after watching an episode of RDX, I'm like, 
I'm like like putting his uh his cuts into like my everyday speech. Like the wife will say something, I'd be like, "That's right." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But other than that, uh, I guess before we get started on the topics, um, let's go ahead and remind everybody to like, share, and subscribe. Um, check us out on the Xbox Live Party Podcast YouTube Bye-bye. channel. If you're not watching us on it right now. Um, if you're one of those lo- lonely folks watching on Facebook, which is not really where this stuff goes down, but you know, we included you. <laughs> and anyway, um, well, first topic, uh, it seems inevitable with uh, everything that we've been seeing, and maybe some people in the community have slipped on Twitter and retracted certain things. It does look like. Ubisoft, their service could be coming to Game Pass. And wow, if that happens, we've got uh, exclusives day and date. We've got uh, some of the largest third-party games day and date. We've got EA Play in Game Pass. And now we're getting Ubisoft. And I can't think of... um, The only thing I can think of that would make it any better is if um, Take-Two... Uh, and Rockstar come out with their own service, and that lines up on Game Pass too. So, what do you think, Power? Uh, well, before I jump into that, I just wanted to let you know. I think I see Fabio. He might be looking to try to enter. I think he's wanting to join us. Oh, there he goes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I yeah. wasn't. Uh, I've got a multi-monitor uh, thing going on now, and I was not looking at that screen. I was looking. Well, at I, I just I noticed I noticed the chat, and I just wanted to make sure before we move into any topics, we have our uh, man from down under. You know, Fabio. How are things in Brazil, my friend? The Brazilian bobcat. The Brazil. Oh. Ew, they don't have bobcats in Brazil. I'm pretty sure they're. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're eaten by giant snakes. The Brazilian. Uh, oh man, I don't know. You know. Double Asian. Yeah, they go. <laughs> double Asian. Like double you, you have a, Asian man. Like you, you have a Brazilian being part of the USA podcast. How funny is that? It makes well, you know we're no real sense. close in time hey, zones. You know, it's just an pot, hour. Sir. We're a melting pot. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! How are you doing, with Jace Barman? So glad to see you. Better. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing okay, man. I'm better. I'm. I'm. I'm slowly but surely. Um regaining my life man it felt i really kind of felt like i was in a dream mm-hmm. um this coronavirus is no joke man i i you know i'm i i have to admit i'm not i'm not back i was not vaccinated um so mm-hmm. I, I got the full brunt of this bad boy and uh yeah it put me down put me down i mean this is the first day i'm uh able to get up and move around and and not feel like i need to go lay down so awesome really really glad to hear it how are you doing, Bob? Um, well, I'm not feeling too good. Uh, okay, who died? I may, what happened? I think I may be. I think I might have it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, good thing it's just that you can't transmit it over a microphone, right? <laughs> ah, I was going to say, if that's the case, uh, I'm getting should off I, now. Cause... Should, should I leave the podcast now? <laughs> just... No, I think you're good. <laughs> you can be too careful. Can't be too careful, my friend. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, this stuff is 
it's so it's so contagious you know like everybody's getting it I, it's all over twitter it's all over it, my my whole family's got it like it's just everywhere right now jesus christ yeah but move it on move it on what was the topic that you guys were discussing before um the uh, potential introduction of the ubisofts uh, uh to game pass uh yeah that's a good one. Like it, it, it isn't a potential. It isn't potential. Like it was already confirmed. It is going to be part of Game Pass. Ubisoft already confirmed that. Really? Yeah, they did. They just didn't announce a date. But they said the Ubisoft oh. Plus is coming to Game Pass, so it's bigger than we thought. Hmm. Wow. It makes me wonder um, exactly what that's going to mean. Because I, I just, I, you know, looking at the Ubisoft Connect or uh, the PC part of it, uh, and how and it's roughly what is fifteen dollars? I think it is right on PC to mm. subscribe. So I wonder what that's going to mean for the overall price of Game Pass. Because first off, if if they do, if if by some wizardry they can just include this in for the for the current price. Uh, that might be the biggest thing that happens this year. I don't think I don't uh, think that's possible. Exactly, and and I don't think so either. So it makes okay. me wonder, like where, and I think it's going to be like optional, right? So you'll you'll have your typical Game Pass Ultimate subscription, you know, for X amount a month or, or a year or whatever you buy, and I mm -hmm. think that you can have an option, sort of like a booster or a Game Pass Ultimate Plus or something. And then it'll have like plus Ubisoft or something. But like, here's the thing that, that there's something quite interesting in that part that is like, if they decide to increase the price of Game Pass, it's going to be like, it's a trade-off. We are adding way more content with Ubisoft Plus. Now to Game Pass, you will have to pay more for it. I, I don't think that if they increase the price of Game Pass, people will end up raging as much as we did before, like when they were trying to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold for no reason at all, or to Xbox Live. I don't remember, but like they tried to increase the price. It wasn't good. It wasn't fair. Everyone, everyone complained about it, and they decided to turn that off, change that idea, and we kept going the way we are right now. And I think that with this change, since we are getting the whole service of Ubisoft Plus, everyone is going to understand better and it's going to be a fair trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what do you think? I like it. I think it sounds good. I think, I, I think that, I, okay, so my, my guess with this whole thing going down right now is that, like I said, there's going to be like an add on tier. Um, so in, I would say like in a, in a perfect world, we would get like a, I don't know, 50% discount on what it would normally cost to just add it to our game pass ultimate. Right. So I think that if they had some type of like $20 tier somewhere in there, maybe slightly over, um, that would be still be low enough to like not discourage people from wanting to add on to it. But when you think about it, like if you look at like a, your average Ubisoft game, your average Ubisoft game with 
all the DLC and that stuff, you're talking $120, $140, oh, yeah. you know? So if you, if you That's right. like one Ubisoft game a year and you like that game big enough to want to purchase the entire, you know, part or the, the you know, like the Assassin's Creed, for instance, I have a buddy who buys every single one mm-hmm. and he buys all the DLC and he buys it every year and he doesn't Don't wait. Stop. Really? Yeah, so it's it's $120 to $140 per year um, that he's buying just for one game. So I guess if you spend that, and if I, I'm looking at that from like a business standpoint, why not just take part in the Ubisoft Plus on Xbox and be able to play Assassin's Creed and Immortals Phoenix Rising and all the old Assassin's Creed, you know, and everything else that comes with it, you know? Here's a question that I want to make for him. Like, does he does he finish the games that he buys? Because like every single year, all the time, non-stop, he just gets them. But does he actually manages to finish them? Yes. Yes. This guy. Holy, holy this guy destroyed. Shit. Like he's the guy. He's the guy. Okay. Whenever I'm, I have a bad problem with bouncing around on games. I, I play something. I'm in it for a few hours, then I, I, I dabble out, and then I jump back into it later when I'm when I'm back excited for it. This guy mm-hmm. is like, okay, whenever an Assassin's Creed comes out, this kid is on this game, and that's it, and that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Holy so crap. he has like that laser focus, and those games are so big, dude. Like I just cannot believe, and like, he would just be playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it, um, just knocking out all the quests and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way, dude. I've got, like, I have to buy almost every game, um, so that I have it in case any of my buddies want to play it, uh, or so that I can play it and have an honest two cents about it. And that's the whole reason I got a PlayStation. Um, and unfortunately, with having that many games on your plate. You, the only ones that you really get to finish are your passions. Like, yeah. I will finish a Gears game. I will finish a Far Cry game. I will finish a Halo game. The ones that come in between, I may, I may like the series, but I'm not invested in the series because they're changing. Like, if every Assassin's Creed led into the led into the next Assassin's Creed, and it wasn't just a um, a different operative in a different time. Mm-hmm. then I may be more invested. But because they are not part of the bigger picture, then, you know what I'm saying? I can, I don't know, I can I can afford to get around to it at my leisure. I think it's funny, since you mentioned about this, these games being part of a bigger picture, because at the beginning, they were. And then... They were, that's I- right. And then after what happened with Assassin's Creed Unity and they decided to change everything and they decided to go back with Assassin's Creed Origins with a brand new approach, way more focus on the open world and have grabbing a lot of inspiration from The Witcher 3, they decided to change everything. So I don't know if they intend to make something bigger in the future, but... It doesn't seem like it, but I think it's funny how they decided to change that when in the beginning they were doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now is just 
and, and everybody's wondering is a what's it going to cost and b um how long are we gonna like you know fill around before we just say hey listen just like ea play and and and, and, and uh you know, not saying that it is automatically going to be like that, but it feels like this is like a testing phase. Like this is some kind of like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna give this a run, and we're gonna give you guys extraction, Rainbow Six extraction, um, day and date on Game Pass, right? And we're gonna let this, we're gonna let this work itself out, and we're gonna see where it lands. You know, they probably want to see like how many people are gonna engage with uh, Rainbow Six extraction, and I think they want to see um how overall the the um reactions are to the gamers about it coming to xbox and the platform i think that the xbox ecosystem is prime because we're already like xbox gamers are gamers that are looking for a good deal right and they're looking for the best value for their money right so when whenever you they, you hear about a service that offers you know hundreds or hundred of games um, all games, you look at their price tags uh, individually, add up to far more than what you'd be paying monthly, um, starts to make a lot more sense than I think um, a PlayStation ecosystem or a Nintendo ecosystem or what have you. Because um, I feel like it's less about the subscription mindset and all that kind of stuff and less about individual gameplay. So I feel like that's probably why it's going to Xbox before it's going to PlayStation is, is mm -hmm. my guess. Mm -hmm. uh, because the, the the player base seems more primed to um, adopt, right, and, and uh, quicker to click that button than I think that maybe a PlayStation or a Nintendo gamer might be, because they're you know they're just kind of used to what they, they they like Far Cry, you buy Far Cry, you like Assassin's Creed, you buy Assassin's Creed, you know, um, right. and, and those people can still exist on Xbox, but I think that um, Xbox might be a little bit more primed to you know take advantage of that. Like, and, I think um, it, I, I think it may go beyond that, not just because of the users and how successful the Game Pass model has been going with Game Pass, with Xbox. Sorry about that, but I also think it's because they are trying to test. Like, if we release a game that is not very high top quality, would people try to buy it, play it, test it, and maybe like it? if we put it on a subscription service like Game Pass? Because like, for example, Rainbow Six Extraction, who was excited for that when it was announced? Um, not me. <laughs> me neither. Me no. neither no, at no, all. Like, yeah. I mean, so like, I liked, I liked Wildlands. So, I, I liked what mm -hmm. Wildlands was, but after Wildlands, uh, I didn't really, I felt like they were milking that cow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like, if we now that we know that it is coming to Game Pass and not just that, but Ubisoft Plus is coming to Game Pass, would you guys be willing to play now this game? Oh yeah. Oh, if, I, if I don't have to invest yeah. in it, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot, dude. I, I rest my case. That's it. Yeah. And, and see that and see that's what I'm talking about. You made a perfect point. It's like, dude, like that is what makes Game Pass so strong, right? And I think that Ubisoft is seeing that. And let's face facts, like their their Ubisoft PC subscription, I can guarantee you is not doing as well as even PC Game Pass, right? Not, not to factor in like all the actual Xbox Game Pass numbers. So in my opinion, Ubisoft might have reached out to Xbox and say, hey, listen, you know, we want our service on your platform because 
your platform obviously has people that are looking for a good deal and are looking for um, and are okay with, you know, paying for a subscription yeah. service when it's, when, when there's value there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, you, it's basically like, uh, it's a difference of, it's, it's the difference between going, um, to a restaurant and looking at the menu and trying to figure out what you want to order mm-hmm. instead of going to a buffet and just walking down the buffet and having the pick of anything you want for the same price. Exactly. Like you're not, you're not, you're not filling your plate with a bunch of a la carte. If it's all individually priced uh, the way you're going to fill up a buffet plate, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to be, you're not going to do that the same way. And I feel like it's the same, it's the same mentality. And like, please don't, don't understand what I said by saying that, oh yeah, then that means that Xbox players are willing to play bad or shitty games just because it is available on game pass no i'm not saying that i'm saying about a game that you would not be willing to play before it was included to game pass you will now be willing to play and test it and maybe like it like discover your favorite game that's the brand of game pass and it makes so much sense because how many games that we never heard about before we ended up playing and we ended up liking it to the point that we bought it. Like, I I didn't play Halo Five because because I just heard the reviews when it was available on Game Pass. I tested it, I like it, and I bought it. Yes, yeah, I do yeah. have all the things. I criticize Halo Five a lot because of the campaign and all that kind of stuff. But still, it is a perfect example of a game that I thought, okay, maybe I shouldn't play this, and then. I decided to play it because of Game Pass. I like it, and I bought it. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever given Death Store, Hades, um, a shot, Artful Escape. I don't think I would have ever given those those games a second look if it wasn't the ease of access of Game Pass. Yes. Yeah, and I can say that for a lot of games. You know, everybody wants to act like this. There's some kind of like low. First off. The caliber of games that are in Game Pass are, are not low quality. They have they have a higher overall average meta than a lot of a lot of games on other platforms. Okay, if you added them all up, and why do these subscriptions exist? Right, because of value. Because they know that your average gamer like just can't afford to buy every single game that comes across their their screen. Right, we're not we're just not going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna nitpick. We're going to find out which ones we want to spend our 60, 80, $100 on. And those are the ones that they buy. You know, you have people that are just, I buy Madden and I buy COD every year. And that's all they buy, right? So if they're doing that, but then for $15, $15 a, a month, you know, they're getting access to all these other games. Well, then you get situations like Bob and other people who are discovering Hades, Death Door, uh, maybe they maybe they play Ori because they haven't played a platformer since they were like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all that stuff just opens it up. Right. And are the caliber of games like, you know, it just depends really. It's all about, um, and it's all about perception. Like what you think might be like an end game I could think would be awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why I very rarely let anybody else's opinions or reviews, um, you know, affect me in that way. You know what I mean? I like to just play it jump in there like i was just talking about earlier like everybody a lot of people hated on that avengers game i liked it i thought it was cool i thought the story was good i like superheroes 
I, you know, I, I had a hard time finding a whole lot that I didn't like. I'm not really big on end game stuff, but if you don't, if you don't look at it like that, then it's a good game. Nice. Yeah, yeah, this awesome. is true. You know, and I think a lot of the negative um, PR on Avengers has why is that's why I haven't played it a whole lot. So maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to give it a shot. Listen, but like I know a lot of people, and and the negative stuff is coming from a the end game things, right? The games is the live service. However, there is a you know a probably a ten hour campaign, roughly in my guess of content that's there that has nothing to do with anything live service has nothing to do i mean literally i don't even think i'd change my armor out the whole time i was playing the game like it's not required right it's just the right the end game quote unquote when you reach max level and you're doing all these other things or what have you um which makes it similar to like destiny or maybe the division two or something like that but uh, like, dude, if you're just in there for like a cool little superhero story, then you just play that and you can be done. You know what I mean? Um, and it, I'm just, and I only bring up that game because it goes to show, like, a game that somebody might think is trash, you, you might actually really enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, don't let that, don't let other people's opinions affect you. It's trash. <laughs> Put it away. It's trash. That's hot garbage. Hot garbage. Gotta love it. <laughs> All right. So what you got? What do you guys want to talk about now? <laughs> it's a good show. Holy, holy fuck. Okay, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> there we go. That's the what, one topic episode of the USA podcast. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, yeah. why do you guys yeah. why do you guys want to talk now? <laughs> I think we could uh I mean we you know PlayStation did have a couple of announcements this week. I think we can probably touch on those. You know? Ah, sure. Horizon VR. Mm hmm. Right. Nice. Very well then. And so, I guess the official announcement of the, you know, quote unquote PSVR two. You know, the actual, uh, the official name, which everybody knew it was going to be that name. What else would they call it? But yes. Um. Yeah, I was really. Um, I was surprised to see a VR horizon game um the specs of the vr2 is pretty impressive yeah um they're they saying like 4, 4k in each eye um with hdr and and all this kind of stuff um nice and they've taken a page from uh from valve and the oculus as well they're gonna hit that like i think the sweet spot for vr is like 90 fps i think they're gonna hit that right on the right. spot yeah so you're not FPS. getting the nausea holy yeah. fucking shit um but and again, we've seen what premium headsets cost. Is this going to be the same price as the PS5? First of all, would you be willing to buy it if it was the same price? Uh, oh. Well, I'm going to buy it for <laughs> my PC. <laughs> I mean, buy from yeah, my PC. if I if I could use it for if I could use it with a PC, that would that would be game changing. I, I don't I don't see PlayStation doing that. No, no way, mm. no way. They're they're gonna they're gonna market this thing as an, as a as a must have accessory for a PS5. And, and the, if they weren't if they were if they were gonna do that, they would have led with it. In my opinion, here's the thing: I think they may do that at in the beginning, but then after that, decide to announce 
that, oh yeah, it's now compatible with PC, like they've been doing with some of their exclusives. Guess what? God of War is now available on PC. Guess what? Horizon Zero Dawn is available on PC. Guess what? Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding soon to be announced for PC. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, uh, what I think is really funny is um, now that we're on this topic, uh, there is something I want to talk about. Um, there are some PlayStation fanboys that are freaking out because um, Death Stranding, the director's cut, um, is coming to PC. And um, the the director's cut has got things in it you can't even get on the PS4. You have to have a PS5 to get some of the features that wow. are in director's cut. But the director's mm-hmm. cut's coming to PC and what's I think it's kind of funny is you have to have a PS5 console to get these features. Yet I can get these features on my ten-year-old PC. So the P, so the director's cut is the is a op, next-gen optimized version of the game. I believe so. Jesus fucking Christ! The lack of smart delivery is so bad. <sighs> yeah, yeah, dude. It really goes to show you like how well thought out that process of just taking your games and having them optimized and then just being there. Like, man, I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't understand what it would be like to have to, you know, have to pay for these upgrades because there's so many games that are on my Xbox. They're just series optimized that I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Downloading it. You know and what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah, but like I think it's funny how people were trying to say that, oh yeah, but Skyrim Anniversary Edition, you have to pay to get an action up there. No, 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 no. I need to pay to get the items from the mod store, but the action update is for free, my friend. Yeah, that's the difference. Right. Exactly. Like that that upgrade, you're paying for mod content. You know what I'm saying? You're not paying for the actual, you know, visual and performance optimizations. Exactly, and that's the major difference you know what i mean like oh my god but yeah that's right i i I don't know man (laughs) like i I just i just say go on smooth ky bob show us show us the way show us the path yeah yeah we need the path (laughs) you want to be showing the path huh (laughs) all right all right all right Okay, okay, I'm getting scared. And now we is Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Okay, just take listen, listen, listen. Take K Y Bob's hand. It'll be all right. Play where you love. Play where you love. If you can't find a PS5, which many of us can, I still haven't found one. But if you can't find a PS5, just blow the dust off that PC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Blow that dust off that PC. Double the RAM. Get you an up-to-date video card. Yeah, you may be limited by your CPU, but um, you should at least be able to hit 60 frames with a high-end GPU. And do it. Just do it. Like you said, just do it. All right. All right. (laughs) And that was... uh, (laughs) And uh, that's, uh, that's feeling kind of bad right now, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared. Maybe we should stop the episode right now. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like one thing that um uh, that I was quite surprised and that I thought it was okay. This is really cool because it seems that they in this conference where they announced the 
PlayStation VR 2, they showed off all of their studios, all of their 17 studios, including the ones that they acquired last, last year. And what it seemed to me is that all of those studios are going to develop projects to support the PlayStation VR. And I think that this is really cool and much better than like we have just one studio focus on PlayStation VR and that's it. Because if you do that, you are just going to do that console become a niche console. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think this is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not, I've never really been like a big VR person. That's not like, that's not my thing. I owned a, PS, a PlayStation VR um, and I played like Astrobot, you know, and mm -hmm. I think I played like the VR version of Wipeout or something like that. Um, and then I never picked it up again. Uh, so it's like, but for me, like it makes me feel sick. So maybe if they adjusted the frames per second or something and, and uh and, and then graphically i i was excited about the potential of that iron man game that came out for vr you know because like i said you know superhero stuff is like my is like my weakness man like I, if something comes out mm -hmm. you know I'll, I'll look at it for sure um i mean spider-man is why i owned a ps4 you know mm -hmm. so like sure. um so yeah i mean if they nail that kind of stuff and they come out with some really 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 you know appealing first party games that that make me want to purchase and play the, the console then maybe you know um but i oh, think it's oh, gonna yeah. be pricey dude i think it might be it might cost about as much as the ps5 you know? oh yeah probably but like what i mean is not that i am a guy very into playstation vr or something like that i never had a su such console but what i mean is that it's good to see that PlayStation is giving full support to all of its platforms. Kind of, it seems like they are, would you say that they are trying to do an ecosystem of their own PlayStation, PlayStation VR 2, and PC? This would you say possible. something like that? Well, like, yeah, I mean, would, in order like, to do that, though, they need, and I'm going to preach it until the cows go home, come home. You know, it's a, it's a saying we have here in Kentucky. Um, you know, I'm going to preach it until I'm blue in the face. Oh, they need that computer app that seamlessly links their console world to their PC world. They got to have that. And Xbox and Xbox has got theirs so refined that it is literally seamless. I can get in a party on my PC because um, I prefer that mic and those uh, and the speakers instead than and play the game on my Xbox while I'm talking through the party on my PC. It's seamless. They need that. They got to have it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hmm. So, come on. Where are you at? I want to see where, where you at, Sony. Bring us the PlayStation PC. Oh, PlayStation. See, see. Oh, PlayStation. They're, they're, they're already working on it, dude. They're, 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 there's a platform. Right now, right now, they're just testing the waters, dude. Like... Like why would why would you name the platform PlayStation PC? Like to available piss off all the diehards. Available on How PlayStation. How dare you put P those two words in the same sentence? Like ah. available on PlayStation Five and PlayStation PC. Why not just PlayStation Five and PC? Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get let's become please let's be practical for the love of God. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be bringing the games, especially like, 
um, you know, the Death Stranding coming uh, to PC that quickly is going to show you that it, they're will they're willing to make the jump. They're willing to put the game on all alternate platforms. Um, you know, them, for instance, like you know, their deal with uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but the Square Enix stuff. Um, uh, go on. Uh, that, that, we, I, think we, we could, I think we could talk we can, about it for sure. Um, but you know, might as well. So like. With that, with that stuff going on, right? So obviously, they have no problem bringing this stuff to the PC platform. This is much more about like Xbox, for, Xbox ecosystem slash the console versus Sony PlayStation, the PlayStation console. Um, and I think that's one of the major differences that that they're doing as far as like marketing and what their pushes uh, versus what I guess Xbox and their policies are. Um, you know, to me, it just feels it just feels different, right? Like, and it goes to show you, um, just the the power of of purchasing the third party, right? Like, you know, when when Xbox purchased Bethesda mm-hmm. and Zenimax as a whole, you know, these third party games were locked down. Now Sony's doing it, but not not purchasing it, not getting the the. Uh, you know, I guess the, the advantage, advantages the of, yeah, of being first party and having access to the things that first party studios get. Um, no, they're just, you know, uh, we're just going to lock down the specific Final Fantasy game. I, I don't think that um, I feel like if Final Fantasy 14 was coming to Xbox, it would have by now. My guess is somewhere out there. Um, somebody shut that down um, mm-hmm. as part as part of a deal or something like that. I think that they like having. Uh, that counter to uh, the Xbox ecosystem, especially now that um, Microsoft basically owns the Elder Scrolls Online, which is probably like a, a strong second place competitor in the MMO world on console. Um, uh, you know, so I feel like they want to have something to differentiate, differentiate, mm-hmm. even though ESO is on PlayStation. You know, most, if not all, the marketing and, and all that kind of stuff, and the fact that it's in Game Pass. Um, Versus having to purchase it uh, is a big is a big differentiator, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think Final Fantasy 16 totally believe that we're not going to see that on an Xbox console. So, if you are a fan, uh, I would probably say PC. You know, I mean, if you if you don't want to go purchase a box, you know, um, it seems like that's going to be the place to go. So, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on it? I think I think yeah. you mentioned a really good point by saying that wait a second, Xbox now owns Elder Scrolls Online. Like this is a this is an MMO like Final Fantasy XIV. Are we going to give a quote unquote enemy one of our weapons? Right. We, and right. since and this enemy already owns one of our biggest competitors. Mm-hmm. Like so, it makes a lot of sense. I was going to, I was kind of going to mention the, like the Persona situation because I think Persona is not available on Xbox because Sega sees that maybe Xbox players are not very into the type of game that Persona is. I would love for it to have because it means variety, means more people playing what they love, it means more Japanese games. I know they are not, uh, they. Uh, they don't have so much Xbox players are not very attracted to that, but I think it would be good for variety. 
But yeah, I think that's the case with Persona. And I was going to say that with Final Fantasy XIV, but since Spormin just mentioned about this competition with Elder Scrolls Online, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't I- think this is a situation of like, of a Sony is the one who fought that. I think it's, this is the situation of Square Enix kind of thinking about yeah. that. Like, okay, we are comp- we are competitors against Elder Scrolls Online. If we give our game to Microsoft so they can also have that, we would be giving our weapons to the enemy, quote unquote. Right. And it's all and it's all about perception, right? Like now you hear a lot of people talking about like Xbox consoles because of the Bethesda purchase, right? That oh now this is my Bethesda box, you know, and now ah, and now with uh Ubisoft, you're gonna say, Oh, this is gonna be my my Ubi Beth, Ubi Bethesda box, you know what I mean? And eventually mm-hmm. you start to get get to a point where like Ubi you start Bethesda. you, you oh, yeah, mind share associates every everything you can think of with that box, and that's the goal. The goal is to have every gamer, when they think about their specific game, Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, you know? Yes, yes. Holy crap. It makes a lot of sense. But I think, I just think it's bizarre how Square Enix has some such strange practices, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, I haven't even mentioned or talked about the, uh, the whole NFT fiasco, you know, the letter they came out yes. with, like uh, embracing and and, and, and all say, that kind of stuff. Say, I mean, say you're gonna pay it and you're gonna like it. Yes, I know. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy to think about. I mean, first off, it, it, with how Ubisoft, which granted they're they're no better, they tried it. They just got they just it's got shut down hard. Um, so for Square Enix to kind of be jumping on that bandwagon. Then honestly, they can keep their stuff. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if that if that's the route they're gonna go with gaming, like I, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna support them anyways. So um, <laughs> they can keep Final Fantasy 16 because it makes me feel like that nothing's off the table. And are we gonna see NFTs in Final Fantasy 16? Are we gonna see NFTs in Final Fantasy 14? You know, are we gonna see NFTs in, in the latest expansion of <coughs> Final Fantasy 7? I mean, it seems like it, right? When when the boss says I'm supporting it, and we're mm-hmm. all about it, you know, how long until this stuff gets implemented? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like one other thing that I was going to mention about like strange practices that Square Enix has been doing. I think it all started actually for as long as I can remember. It all started with the Spider-Man thing in the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Right. Where like out of nowhere they just said, "Oh yeah, you know the so well beloved character for by anyone, Spider-Man. He is now going to be exclusive to PlayStation," and people were already trying to say that it's because Sony owns the rights to the character, but no, they just own the rights of the movies. Right. That that's the situation. But the, but that's it goes back to my my further point, right? It's like Sony doesn't want spider-man anywhere that's not playstation because they know that when people think about spider-man and they think about video games they think about PlayStation. playstation yes and you know this is saying? something that kind of worries me because it makes me think is over are we going to have the same situation with wolverine yeah maybe it's it's possible i mean they're they're really tight i mean they got spider-man 2 um 
they have Wolverine. Uh, and, and at this point, it's really, it's really, you know, nothing's off the table. I mean, they could, they could probably, they could probably get a contract for another Marvel game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've always said this, and I've always thought that this is something that Xbox needs to do, and they need to get go out answer. and they need to find a character, get find answer. somebody that's popular, man. You know what I mean? Get- and, and what'd you say? Get Batman. Simple as yeah. that. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the case. WB is in, you know, kind of like a a thing, right? They got a lot going on. Um, but shit, I would, you know, why not? Even, why not even answer the the Marvel call? And why not go, you know, pick up the phone with Disney and say, hey, you know, let's make a Daredevil game. Let's make a Punisher game. Let's make an Incredible Hulk game. You know, or um, you know, any of those characters and make an Xbox exclusive. Or, or slash PC or whatever, right? But you know, not on PlayStation, and say, okay, hey, you want to play Spider-Man Two? Play that on PlayStation. But you want to play the new Punisher game? Then come play it on Xbox. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fair right. enough. That's a good. <laughs> Bob is just like I just love how Bob is just sitting here quiet, and then out of nowhere, that's right. That's Punisher right. game made by the Coalition. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's just ah, uh, that would be that would be epic. That would be now, epic. Now Punisher too. is Punisher still Valiant Comics? No, it's Marvel. <clears throat> it's Marvel. They actually just um, cleared up all of the um, Netflix Marvel, um, you know, haziness or what have you. So a lot of the characters that are kind of tied up in that in that kind of stuff are kind of free now to be able to be used however they see fit um for instance uh ghost rider has been like rumored to be um picked up by norman reedus from the walking dead so mm-hmm. that they're, they're talking about him playing johnny blaze that's another character that could be an awesome xbox game would be ghost rider you know what i mean like so much potential on these like well-known home grown names that that kids know that adults know or what have you um and in my opinion is always going to be that one thing that i want xbox to do um because i've always thought that like associating themselves with a character the way that sony does with spider-man is a very very smart move because sony Sony has been riding this spider-man wave hard dude you know what i'm saying and it's it's a best-selling exclusive. It's going to continue being a best-selling exclusive. Now they have Miles Morales and Spider-Man Two, Venom. Um, yeah, Venom. Uh, anytime you throw Venom in the mix, it's going to be popular. Yes. You know? So, you know, find that counter counterpunch to that. Find that counterpunch and, and embrace it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like totally. It was such a good move that it gave this so much profit to the point of okay. Insomniac Games, we are going to we are going to put you through the next level. You are not only going to do <laughs> the, you are not you are not only going to do a Spider-Man another Spider-Man game, but you are also going to be doing a Wolverine game. Yeah, like I think I think the incredible. I think the the purchase of Insomniac Games was such a big win to oh, Sony. Yeah, like bro. like holy like the playstation showcase was like just insomniac like people i i know people love to talk about naughty dog and talk about santa monica studios which are really good studios 
but there's no denial that at the moment the studio that is on fire <clears throat> on PlayStation is Insomniac, and it's just yeah. really awesome to see. Yeah, in my opinion, right now, right this very second, they're they're like carrying PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that I think I think that Ragnarok is going to be good, and I think her, her Forbidden West is going to be good for sure. Um, but I, I do think that like when it comes to just overall like power and ability to sell consoles like you know spider-man 2 and wolverine are gonna push consoles dude because yes. people people know those names like who doesn't want to play wolverine i want to play wolverine it's one of my favorite characters of all time you know what i mean exactly. so like you know he's my he's one of he's easily my favorite x-man you know what i mean so like um but you know we'll see like i said there was I think that you might be onto something. You know, I know that wasn't Xbox was looking at WB for a while, right? Like, they, didn't they? Didn't yes. they make a bid whenever they like were trying it, to sell like at one it, point? It, there were rumors saying that they were trying to acquire the the Warner Brothers game studios, but Warner Brothers decided to give up on selling their gaming studios, so they decided to buy Bethesda. There are rumors going on saying like that. So yeah, to yeah. be. It seems that I don't think they're. I wouldn't going even to care about the studios. I would just want the IP, or, or the rights. You know, like I think that Xbox has enough has enough talent right now in this in the stable to, to build a good superhero game. You know, they they just need a license. They just need like an IP. You know what I mean? Somebody to give them a go ahead and say, "Hey, listen, we want to make this project." You know, because just think of it, they have more studios in first party than any other um, platform. So. There's plenty of them out there, you know. What I'm just curious is why, why are we not seeing anything from PlayStation announcing uh, Sunset Overdrive two for exclusive to PlayStation? That would be such a good move, I think. Oh, because Microsoft owns the IP to no, Sunset no, they, Overdrive. No, like they own the. Do they own the the IP? Like, yeah, I think they, Microsoft still owns the intellectual property. It didn't go with Insomniac. Uh, so basically that so basically that game is dead as far as i as far as i know uh just, so there's no chance I, I thought it was something like with i thought it was something like with how can i say this hellblade where microsoft has the rights to make a sequel since they own the studio but they cannot try to make the first game exclusive to xbox you know what i mean mm, or maybe like like yeah. I think this is the I thought it was a situation where okay the first game is is exclusive to Xbox, guess what the second now because we can change that is now only exclusive to PlayStation. I thought it was something like that. Hmm. But yes, yeah, since Microsoft owns the IP, hmm, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, shout out to our yeah. number one fan in the chat, Denver. Always here, brother. Always, always, always dropping truth bombs in the chat. Like, yeah, sure. and I just apologize for not being really active in the chat because this isn't a gameplay video that I had saved. I'm actually playing. I'm streaming directly from my capture card to StreamYards. I saw you die there sometimes. Just want to play it out. Yeah, there. well, that's because I went. I went up against. Uh, it's one of the. Uh, it's one of the targets. Yes. And Which difficulty are you playing on? Heroic. Heroic. Nice. 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 Whew. 
the highest Brave you can go trying to double until, fast up. You can't go legendary until you beat it, right? No, no, you can play legendary. Right away? Yeah, I think you can. Oh. I'm saving that for co-op, boys. I, I, exactly. You guys are going to – I'm going to have to call in a favor, and we're all going to have to do that together. <laughs> here's I've heard it's going to be four players too. Yeah. Here's, oh, yeah. Here's Absolutely. Here, here's the thing. When you go and play Halo on Legendary, it has to be on co-op because oh, that's yeah. the ultimate Halo experience. Yes. Yes. I've done unfortunately, uh, some areas, if you've never done it, some areas become a – all right, guys, two of you stay back and two of you go forward because chances are you're going to die and you don't want to have to start all the way back over at the checkpoint. Uh, you want to come back exactly. and the guys are standing. Oh please. oh, please don't remind me of Halo 2. Oh, yes. Yeah. Long range and short range, and everybody has a, everybody has a job. You know? uh, how did the budget manage to fuck it up so much, the legendary difficulty of Halo 2? Yeah. <laughs> we are we are getting off topic. Holy fuck! Yeah. Shit. <laughs> digress. I digress. Oh my god! Amazing! Amazing! So, what else would you guys want to talk about? What is new going on? Um. Well. Um. Uh, did you guys mention that the Ten Rai event is going on right now on the on in Halo Infinite? Uh, yeah, I did mention it um, during the uh, how are we doing and what have we been playing portion. Ah. I did mention that I got the I got the 10 days of Christmas. I got all mm-hmm. that. And then after that, they brought the 10 year back. And yes. I've been doing that. Awesome. Awesome. We did try to but, play. We did try to play uh, some matches on Fiesta Bob. I just re- and like uh, I, there's a funny bit in this because when I joined Bob to play a match, I invited him to voice chat. I joined his his squad on Halo, and when we started the match, I was I was talking about holy shit they got me, watch out they are behind us or something like that. And then Bob just mentioned, holy crap, you are you, are you playing my match? Yeah, I didn't know he joined. <laughs> Are you really here with me? <laughs> what the? And then he started giving me call outs, and I'm like, hold on, you're in this game? What? <laughs> Out of the sudden, he just realized that I was trying just to help him. <laughs> I, I was I was I was curious and I wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about it. I you know, I, I see a lot of people online that are that are kind of like downplaying uh 2022 for Xbox especially when it comes to like basically anything that's not going to be Starfield. You know, you see a lot of people who are running with this rhetoric of, uh, you know, you guys are sleeping until November. You got nothing, um, nothing coming and and all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk with you guys and ask, you know, like, what are you guys excited about and what are you, uh, what are your thoughts on as far as 2022, as a whole uh leading up to starfield i think we might have motorsports 8 i think that's mm-hmm. something that we could have i think we could have i don't know like how about is there any chance for of us getting a vault this year um yes rumors uh, no no not not about i'm thinking of elden ring we're definitely getting out. Ah, okay. No, no, but I mean exclusive games. 
Yeah, that, that's what I mean. I mean, as far as like stuff that's coming out just for Xbox in 2022. Um, because like I think I think we might discover a lot of those things during this is this year's E3 showcase. To be honest, which is going to be online all over again, and yeah, I, I what I really want to see, I want to see in Exile. Come on, guys, show us what they are working on because you've been acquired in 2018 and we still got nothing. Like, we just got, we, yes, they finish, they finish Wasteland 3, awesome games, awesome game. They made a bunch of DLC for that game, also awesome expansions as well. But, like, what about a new project? What about a new IP? Like, you are one of the veterans of RPGs. You guys worked on the first Fallouts. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Oh, yeah, my guess, my guess is, is probably still um, working on development. You know, uh, Microsoft, I know California was hit hard with a lot of the shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so they were doing a lot of... Um, so the whole West Coast was, um, you know, quarantining and doing things like that. But uh, I'm looking at it right now. So I'm looking at just stuff that's coming out here recently. And I'm not talking about anything so far that's been uh, released into Game Pass, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about Starfield, right? Because in my opinion, that's probably the most hyped game of 2022, right? We do, we it's do have, we do have Redfall as well. Which was right. quite interesting. So that's the, that's, that's the first thing that I was going for. Um, but think about this: April twenty eighth, right? We got Stalker two, right? That okay. game looks that game looks amazing. Okay, um, if you're a fan of the Metro series, if you're a fan of Fallout New Vegas, um, if you're a fan of any of those types of games, um, uh, that game is going to be awesome. And it, and I think it might be a graphical showpiece for the consoles. Um, and that's coming out in April, right? So you got that. Then, uh, so got, we are so we are including timed exclusives as well. For, yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like if it's coming out on Xbox on Game Pass, um, then to me, it, it 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 takes away this whole idea or this niche moment where it's like, no, it's not an exclusive because it's timed. Well, I got it in Game Pass for nothing. So to me, that is exclusive. Like my exclusivity is not having to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's yes. a good way to. Run. I've never fair heard enough. that before. So I'm exclusively okay, not enough. having to pay for something you paid for. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh Jesus! So like that's that to me is like, like if you want to exclusively buy this game on another platform, then by all means you can wait. But mm -hmm. I'll I will enjoy this game, um, in Game Pass. Okay, so we got that right. You got Scorn. Right, that's coming yes. out. It got it got delayed, but um, I think it got pushed back to maybe October it's, or something like it's that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, I'm a big fan of the whole Crossfire H. X. Crossfire X. Right, absolutely. That's coming. Um, Warhammer 40k or 40,000 Dark Tide looks really good. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. that's a four. That's a Left 4 Dead style co-op shooter. That looks really good. That's coming out this year. Um, I was a big fan of that. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a 2.5 D platformer called replaced. That mm -hmm. looks really good. Um, uh, and then after that, um, when then we've got a lot of stuff that we could be getting surprises about, right? So we don't really know 
because, you know, obviously they're going to hold all their stuff close to the chest. Um, and then E3, of course, uh, we'll, we'll see more. But, I, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm not really seeing a whole lot of just dry nothingness from now until November when when the when the hits really start hitting. Um, Redfall to me is one of those like um, aces in the hole. You know, it could it could be it could be awesome. Right. Or it could, or it could not. You know, we don't know. But I mean, <laughs> I, the I, I potential is there. I you love know. the certainty of everything. It could be also, or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I, I'm not going to say because I haven't seen it, right? So this, I'm not going to. I'm not going to hide this game because I have not seen gameplay. However, uh, does I hear anyone... that it's a arcane made Borderlands type co op shooter that mm -hmm. has vampires and like cool powers and classes. There's a mm -hmm. lot there that can make it fun, you know. Nice. Hopefully, it's going to be a a Left for Dead much better than we had with <laughs> Evolve and and Back for Blood. To be honest, yeah. And see, I you know, I see, I enjoyed Back for Blood. I thought Back for Blood was fun. Yeah, yeah, I I do um, think as well. But I I had the feeling of okay, it's <coughs> it's missing something. There's something missing in here. I don't know why. I just had this kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and I think that there's a lot of stuff that we haven't even heard about either. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know when, like you said, Avowed. We don't know um, Outer Worlds 2, Everwild, Fable. We haven't heard a whole lot from Fable, and it has been a good little while. I think that this might be the year we see at least gameplay uh, and maybe even a, re a release date. Um, uh, because it's been guys, so long. Speaking of games that I think it would be... And would be Ah, goddamn! I forgot the English word for that. That will be released this year. As Dusk Falls. Do you remember mm. this game that was announced uh, uh, during the Xbox Game Showcase in 2020? Mm -hmm. So, would you guys think that this is a game that we would be seeing this year? Mm. Quite possible, yeah. Not really sure. Not really sure of the game of the pre. Uh, no, I'm not really sure if they have. I I don't want to speak too too quickly, but um, I I did remember seeing it, and I'm just looking at it right now. And yeah, I, I remember seeing this game. And as far as it being released, I, I think that's another one of these like uh, E3 things. Uh, could be a shadow drop. Could be um, something that happens later on this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Are good. That could be like a really good um, bolster in the game plot game pass library. Um, I think Forza Motorsport Eight is a is a really is a really solid bet for this year. You know, yeah, that would and, be awesome. <clears throat> you know, and, and we know that they're working on on multiple projects too. I, I just really hope, and, and I got to go back to Fable. I think that like Playground is that studio. Playground is like is like Xbox Insomniac. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they just, they just deliver consecutive, consistent, good games that are polished and work and, and they look good. And I think that if anybody was charged to do fable, it would be them, man. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I do agree with that. But like, I think there is so much, 
I love the approach that Xbox is doing by okay, do the game at your time. No need to pace it. It's all good. No need to rush. It's it's all good. No hurry at all whatsoever. It's all good. And when you are good to release it, just release it. It's all great. But I think this is as well as this is good and not just pro consumer, but especially it is pro developer. I think this situation has a is a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. Everwild, it seems that the development of that game is just a chaos. No one knows what's going on. Like yeah. they I, I, I've I've heard that they just the problem is they don't want combat in the game, so F- they're trying to it. find. <clears throat> yeah, they're trying to find like a a, a way to like you know, <laughs> uh, you know, do that game without any of the overall combat um but i think that that game what we see from that game and what we're going to get from that game might be two very different things personally like but here's the thing they need to be really careful to not for it to not be boring because this is one of the biggest complaints about self-thieves when it was released that it was boring that it had nothing to do and if you are going to take uh, take out the combat and it's going to be just a uh walking simulation simulator this mm-hmm. is going to be bad in my opinion because like here's the thing why does everwild and the news from jeff grubb saying that the development is a chaos troubles me so much because this is rare right we are talking about fucking rare the guys who like wore the they wore the guys in front of the wagon of the golden era of gaming with mm-hmm. the Nintendo 64 and right. like and they did have really good games during their Xbox generation they were not so successful as the Nintendo 64 but i think they were good mm-hmm. and like they felt like rare and like to see sea of thieves Yes, right now self-thieves is amazing, it's awesome, it's everything that we hoped for it to be. But to see self-thieves struggle so much at the beginning of its release and to have so many people saying, oh yeah, you see, Microsoft killed Rare. This is the biggest proof because they had three years of development and the game was released with no content at all and all that, this blah 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 and bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I I would love for Rare to go back to their golden era where they release a game and everything is just solid to the point of Rare is back. You know what I mean? And like I think they are kind of back because we did have the dark times with the Kinect games. And I think with Self Thieves, Rare Replay, Battletoads, we are at this moment we are living the silver age back again with rare but mm-hmm. i would love for them to make everwild be their game that marks the the restart of a brand new golden age you know what i mean and, i personally would say and i know this is a hot take but me personally i'd say wow. as i'm telling you break the internet and just release a, a, a graphic image of Banjo Kazooie and, and yes. watch the internet and watch the internet break, bro. Yes. For a next generation Xbox only Banjo Kazooie game, 
Phil has already talked about wanting to get wanting to get to the kids, man. He wants more kid games. He wants more focus on the younger the younger generation of children, right? What yes. a better what better of a game than something that that kids and parents all kind of grew up with back in the nineties. I think they um, should all play Conquer together. Ha! Huh. They should like. Huh. They I should. would actually I would actually love that to come out. <laughs> That's not like, for kids. They should. Okay, have, I know it's they, not for kids. That'd be a fun. Like, they should have worked on a brand new Banjo Kazooie, or just don't know. There's no need for them to. There's no need for them to like make a brand new game. Don't need to make Banjo free. Just start it by remastering the first game, like test waters like yeah, Crash Bandicoot did with the yeah, insane trilogy. Spyro. Like it makes you know? no sense that Activision released a very successful game like the insane trilogy or the reignited trilogy from Spyro and Xbox saw that a big amount of money and they thought not worth it. Like yeah. what? Banjo Kazooie re you know rezooied you know or something i don't know figure it out but like the point is it's like you could take those games take them off the rare replay and say all right we're going to freaking build them with the same games or like add the assets add the lighting add the series optimizations um and, and make them like modern day you know like mass effect you know legendary yes. edition like um you know, so many of these different remakes of games, like now they're redoing Dead Space. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, or, or, or Bioshocked like, has has a has a remastered version. Like, come on, like it's just it's it's it would print itself. It would print itself, bro. Like and like <clears> it's, <throat> not, it's not as if they could say something like, "Oh yeah, but Benji Kazooie is kind of hard for us to update it because the models are just so blocky from the Nintendo 64." You guys helped to develop new models for the characters for Super Smash. Yeah. Like, you guys just released Benji Kazooie on the Nintendo Switch for Super Smash. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Like when I saw that DLC, I thought to myself, I need to get a Nintendo Switch. Because here's the thing, Rare is my favorite studios, and Banjo Kazooie is for sure one of my top three favorite games of all time. There's yeah. no denial about that. I love Banjo Kazooie. Ah oh, man. Like... Ah, such a waste potential, please. And this is favorite? what I and like and, and like this is what I and like this is what I tried to mention when I was in this podcast last time that I just hope Xbox tries to reuse their old IPs and like he, the fury that I had with Rare the big return of Rare not just the company itself but their IPs was when they released Rare Replay in 2015. Because we are celebrating the Rare's past and we celebrated Rare's future with Soul Thieves that was announced at the same year during the same conference. And then we had the return of Battletoads. We are going to have the return of Perfect Dark. And like, please, just bring back 
what we all want to see. Like, yes, Battletoads and Perfect Dark are just wonderful IPs that we all love and have a lot of fun. But like, come on, guys, you know what is the big cake here? Like, just please. Mm-hmm. The big cake. He called it the big cake. Yes, it is a big cake because it's really sweet. <laughs> Now, <clears throat> I, lo I, lo I love Banjo because it's so much in Rare itself that it's just, I hate when, <laughs> like, another E-Pass and nothing of Banjo because <laughs> Yeah, I agree, man. I think I think it's just such a missed opportunity on something that's really popular. And you could have rode the hype of putting it in Smash. You could have rode the hype and, and coming out with a full-blown remake or remaster. And... And ride that wave of hype and then say, okay, this is dropping into Game Pass. Um, and then guess what? Boom. Then there's another announcement or like a video or something like that. And then, oh my God. So easy. So easy. Yes, exactly. But no, Rare wants to do new IPs and focus on different things. And la di da. Come on, guys. Jesus. Well, if they, if they did, if they did that, you know, they would. I mean, how 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 long can you do that before you start getting compared to Nintendo selling the same games over and over? Yeah, no. but like I don't think this is a, the same situation because like we've been waiting for a brand new Banjo Kazooie or something new of Banjo Kazooie for uh, almost for. 13 to 14 years mm -hmm. and we've conquered way longer like <laughs> it's not it's not a situation of we are just releasing over and over the same stuff like i think it's just just say that you didn't for forgot they didn't forget about those classic ips like people were excited because of the rare acquisition because of those IPs, like imagine what Microsoft could do with Banjo Kazooie and Conquer and all of their IPs. You know what I mean? Like, so just use it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. I wanted to touch on something that we mentioned earlier. Um, Go on. I, I just thought about this. So, uh, when we were talking about franchises that that change and get away from their roots and not really as, no, they are not really as part of the big picture anymore. I am really worried that Alan Wake two is not going to have the essence of Alan Wake. I, I mean, it, it almost needs to be like a direct sequel because if anybody has played the expansions uh, through the entire story of Alan Wake and the expansions, there was two of them, the signal and the writer, um, when those were over, Alan Wake was missing. We did not know where Alan Wake was. Number mm -hmm. two needs to start off with that story. I don't care. I don't want to see them make a title that appeals to everybody else so that everybody else can pick up from the same spot. If you want to pick it up, play the first one. <laughs> don't. I... I, it needs to be true to the canon. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think I, I gotta be honest. I think that for what I saw from the gameplay, I think they are going to be reboot rebooting the thing. Oh, don't! I'm oh, afraid. don't tell me that. 
like I don't know because the gameplay is so different and like when I saw the gameplay I thought okay nice it's Alan Wake 2 but then I just rewatched the gameplay and I was like this is Blair Witch like this feels just like Blair Witch which it doesn't feel like Alan Wake but I can be very wrong because like we had Resident Evil 7 which changed everything and it was a massive success and people said oh yeah this feels like Resident Evil yeah but I'm going with a different perspective and it being open world survival it's not even going to keep the same it's not even going to keep the perspective Mm. So, I don't know. I'm just worried about it. Are you dead? They're, they're, like, but they're, they're making a big gamble. You're not necessarily worried that if it's going to be a good game or not. You're just worried if it's going to have the feeling of Alan Wake. Right, the feeling of Alan Wake. And I want to know where that fucker's been at. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you finish the DLC, we didn't know where the hell he was. Yeah, yeah, you do have a good point. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I think it's, I think it's quite interesting to see a game developer trying to put a brand new approach to a well-established franchise to something completely different. And yeah, sometimes it's gonna work. Sometimes it's not gonna work. But I think the best best you can do is is like instead of changing completely what you had before and was well established and worked to everyone, why not just try to involve evolve that somehow? Like for example, Halo Infinite. For the first time, we are having a open world Halo, and like they didn't have to change anything. Like Master Chief doesn't do any quests. Master Chief doesn't have to save the son of someone just because he was the kid was kidnapped by <laughs> elites, you know what I mean? Like, no, he's just there to save the Marines, he's there to kill the the targets, banished. they are part banished. of the banished, he's there to collect armor cores to upgrade his armor so he can battle he can have better fights against the bench like it all makes sense to the main plots hmm. and this is like a different thing they decided to change something but also keeping what made halo great yeah. and, and, I, and i think this is the best option like for example let, let's just put it like that god of war the brand new god of war 2018 i didn't play the game and the first impression that I have was, okay, they are trying to make something God of War become a brand new The Last of Us. And when the game was released, people were saying to me, no, actually the game is an innovation of what God of War was. Sure, it's not a hack and slash, but it is as brutal and as fun and as chaotic as ever. Hmm. Yeah. But just with a bigger focus on the narrative so like we could with Alan Wake 2 we could have a change that is going to be completely different in comparison with the original or an evolution of the original where the best bits of it are going to be kept the same 
the first one wasn't survival horror though. Mm. It was it was a narrative horror game. Play, mm. It it did literally did play like you were reading a book or watching a television episode. Hey Jesus! Well, my friend, then you're fucked. No. <laughs> yeah, it hurts I, my feelings. I try. I try. I try to talk for five minutes to make you <laughs> be okay at least, just to give it a try. But yeah, no, you you you're just fucked. Thimber said maybe Alan is hiding in the scale bound world. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't say that. I hope not. Out. Then he's never coming out. Don't don't bring scale bound. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Alright, guys. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Okay, don't, no more. To developers, don't screw up franchises. And to Xbox. <laughs> and to Xbox, buy WB games and um, give us all the Ubisoft games free as well, please. Yes. Wait, wait a second. How dare you not to mention, please just make a Banjo-Kazooie game. I don't care about anything else. Just make a Banjo-Kazooie game. Yeah. Make a banjo kazooie uh, game, on, but I'm it's gonna be like hype train. It's gotta be like nuts and bolts. It can't be like the first two. I like nuts and bolts, but I think the first two are, are just better. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, okay. that was my Nintendo sixty four like golden era right there, man. You know? Yes. Yes. The first game is better than the second. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I agree. No, the original is the best. Fuck backtracking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the message that I want to send for. That, the that's kids. it. That's it. Rare, rare. You you heard what you need to hear. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys. Um, Power Man, my brother. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, man, at PowerMan4K, on YouTube at PowerMan4K, and you can catch me here every Thursday at 9 p.m. chopping it up with you guys, man. It's been a blast. Thanks so much, and, man. And uh, mm -hmm. the Brazilian supermodel over there, Fabio. What could be <laughs> the Brazilian supermodel double legend spy? Uh, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me here sometimes chatting with this good good fellers. And you can find me at Twitter as at FPOAmarine97. You can find me on on Xbox as BowfunLizard8. And you can catch me on the XBL Party Podcast on Saturdays. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm sorry to be an intruder all over again. I'm sorry <laughs> to just waste your time talking my bullshit with my shitty English. But yeah, that's life. <laughs> Always oh. welcome, sir. Always yes. welcome. Yes, I can feel the love when you enter the stream. I honestly can. I can't. For some reason, I just... <laughs> I just have one question for you. Go on. Here we call them Brazil nuts. Do they... Do you all just call them nuts? We... What do we... What, what kind of nuts do you mean? I don't know. I've always called them Brazil nuts. Because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Sometimes we mostly mention them as balls, not just necessarily nuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is <laughs> Ky Bob, your host. 
Um, you can find me on every platform as KY Bob. Got lucky, no one wanted it. Uh, and uh, you can find me carrying the same half Xbox, half PlayStation logo because as a gamer, we all need to love each other and play where we want to play and not trash anybody for where they play. And I'd appreciate it if everybody would like, share it out, subscribe to the channel, check us out, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye.